0: Good morning and welcome to my first ever episode of this podcast. Uh, I'm excited to be here today as I hope you are to be tuning in. So I want to, uh, I've never done this before, should I say, and I'm a little nervous in terms of, I guess, how uh, this will be, how interesting this may be. I'm doing a podcast on my own but I've been told that I have a uh, pretty decent speaking voice (laughs) and so hopefully that is enough to engage you in the first instance. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, Why am I doing this podcast? Actually before I jump right in I I probably should introduce myself. Um, You probably already know my name is Deborah. I'm stating the obvious. You're tuned in to, Ar- to Ask Deborah. Um, so I'm going to jump right in. Why am I doing this podcast? Well, over the years, I've often been approached by many, many friends who have said, you know, Debs, you've got to write a book. You've got to put it down on paper. And my response has always been, yeah, yeah, you're right. I will, I should, you know, that sort of thing. But I've always been apprehensive because I've sort of thought well why would anyone want to pick up a book by me and that's different from asking myself why would anyone want to read a book about me two different things I think to pick up a book you often know the writer you know their work and you think all this is by I don't know such and such and you you think right I'm going to pick this up and so you pick it up and you read it and you know you continue to to read their work if you enjoyed their book but I've always wondered why anyone or felt or questioned why anyone would want to pick up a book by me that's not to say that I haven't agreed that people may want to read about me or about my experiences. I've definitely had and continue to have an an interesting uh, life and interesting experiences as you'll you'll get to learn um, if you continue to follow my podcast. And um, I had a conversation with a friend just the other day who said there are many people who are going through or who have gone through what you've gone through and haven't made it through. And that struck me because I thought, if you and many others truly believe that for whatever reason, my triumphs are a form or can be a form of inspiration to others, then why not share? so if you're you're intrigued if you're interested if you're curious, then do stick around because there will be a lot of experiences shared on this podcast but on a more slightly a lighter note, I thought I'd introduce myself officially to get things going uh to break the ice if you like My name's deborah uh Deborah Otubambo, to be precise. I'm 36 and a half. <laughs> I like to put in the half years old. I'll be uh, 37 this summer. And interestingly enough, I'm actually enjoying my 30s. I remember in the run-up to turning 30, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll dwell deeper in a podcast further down the line, I'm sure, but in the run-up to my 30s, I experienced a lot of anxiety where I just thought, God, I can't do this. Look at my life. What have I achieved? And I think a lot of women um reevaluate and question themselves when they get to a certain point where they felt or feel that they should have reached uh, a certain point and haven't quite managed to do so. But that's another story for another podcast. But like I said, I'm 36 and a half and I'm enjoying my 30s, I feel like I've done a 360, I feel like I've found myself, perhaps not completely, uh, but I'm in a much more settled and content place than I ever have been. And you'll soon learn to know why over the next coming uh, weeks or podcasts or however often that I release and share um, my experiences with you. I have two children, two beautiful, amazing children, uh, a 16 and a half year old son (laughs) by the name of Malachi, who has a diagnosis of complex communication disorder, which we know today as autism. And again, there'll be very many stories to share with you about my experience in parenting him um, as a single parent, I have a three and a half year old beautiful, beautiful uh daughter. I was going to say diva of a daughter, but um sometimes the word diva" is taken out of context and used as a or viewed as as a negative. Uh, word, so i won 't attach that to her, but just by mere mention, hopefully that you you get the gist she 's very, very feisty, very sassy, she knows what she wants she 's very assertive, and I absolutely adore that about her uh, nothing like her mother no she gets it from her mother <laughs> and uh <clears throat> What can I say? Yes, so I have two two beautiful children, um a massive age gap, as you can uh tell, whether you're a mathematician or not. And again, there's a story behind that too. There are plenty of stories, and I say stories, but they're they're my experiences, but nonetheless, there'll be stories for you, and take and do with them what you may. I am currently employed as a paralegal having worked uh, just over 10 years as a safeguarding officer within education. Interestingly enough I actually hated safeguarding when I did it and I, I, I think that was because within education if there's there's a hierarchy in terms of staff, and I always came under support staff, and I always felt undervalued and undermined. I felt that whilst working, my knowledge was never appreciated because of my position, and it was always a case of know your place, stay in your lane, and so after very many Uh, questionable years, I went back to train. So my first degree uh, was a very pointless degree in my opinion. It was a BSc in Criminology, which is very uninteresting and uh, commenced at a time where perhaps my career choices were I don't want to say un, somewhat unrealistic. I think perhaps if it was if it was now, it would, it would be more realistic than it were back then. I wanted to be a superstar, and uh, I wanted and should have been the the British Nigerian version of Beyonce. But again, that's a story for another podcast. Very many interesting stories to share. Um, I actually won a competition at the Hackney Empire, aged, how, was, how old was I? I think I was uh, 16 or 17, and I won two tickets to Barbados. So I did compete uh, musically, i done many, very many talent shows. I even auditioned for The X Factor a few times, and uh, I say a few times because it's not as straightforward or clear-cut as you may assume when you watch it on the telly and there's a whole list of rounds that you have to get through before you're actually presented in front of the judges and I never did quite make the cut to see the judges but uh, I think that was more to do with my sass and self-worth than my talent but anyway I digress that's a Another story for another podcast. Um So my first degree was uh criminology and uh I worked as a mum. My my son was born in my 3rd year of university and I you know continued to study and continued to work and I found myself in education and um I decided that I was going to go and retrain to Oh, in hope or pursuit of qualifying as a solicitor, and that was partly because I felt undermined and undervalued at work, but also because I was in a marriage where my husband at the time was an immigrant uh with no qualifications in the u k and he was unemployed for perhaps 95% of the duration of our marriage and I felt well if I continue in the job that I'm in we're always going to be poor because it appears that you won't be able to get a job (laughs) and the idea behind qualifying as a solicitor was that I could go or we could go back to our home country of Nigeria and perhaps reside there. Completely warped uh, idea at the time but hey ho again that's a story for another podcast. Uh, So I went and did the GDL which is the conversion course allowing you to uh, obtain the same qualifications you would if you had done a straight law degree and at the time uh, there was the option to submit a dissertation I think it was a 15,000 word dissertation and to leave with a master's and I thought well why not so I did and so I have a master's in law on top of the GDL and BSc in criminology Uh, Fast forward, I thought, well, you know, I'm not quite done. Do I go on and do the bar course or do I do the course that will lead me to the route of becoming a solicitor? And I think at the time, I did always want to be a barrister actually, but I was told or advised that uh, being a barrister meant that you were self-employed. And I felt, well, how can I be self-employed and reliant on clients for an income alone when I have a child to care for? And so I felt that the solicitor route was perhaps the most safest to go down. So I decided to do the LPC and self-fund. I self-funded the GDL and Masters, by the way, and uh, perhaps in a future podcast I'll talk about how I was able to save the money to do that as a single parent. And uh, here I am today. I graduated with the LPC in 2018, and in between I had my daughter, And I did a few odd jobs. uh, And I managed to land myself a role as a paralegal, which I'm doing now. I've been doing this for a month and a half. You see, I like my halves. And it's interesting. It's in the line of care, so it's um, the other end of safeguarding. And so it seemed to be a hand in a glove, if you like. But it works for now. It works. So I think I have pretty much told you about myself. And I hope that uh, the past 14 minutes of listening to me have not been a bore. I'm going to share with you... Um, my background, my experiences, my career changes, uh, relationship experiences, experiences uh, in parenting, experiences in parenting a child on the autistic spectrum, um, experiences of self worth, identity you name it. I hope that this podcast can be helpful. To at least one person out there uh, to realise that you are often stronger than you think and smarter than you believe. Not always, but sometimes you can be. And um yeah, I, I hope you um I hope you are in intrigued. I hope you are curious and I say until the next podcast stay tuned. Thanks for listening.